Because, hey, to be honest with the kids, like, if you want to do something on this planet, Duber, I feel like <clears throat> we're on this planet for a blink of an eye. And, uh, you know, if you want something in life, you got to go for it. And, uh, hey, dude, it's not easy, man. On Saturday, October 19th, 2019, I received the unfortunate news that we lost a friend, a legend, a teammate, and a pioneer in the tricky community, Mr. Hans Wickling II. This past week has been one of the hardest weeks for me having to reflect upon the past that we've shared together and having to tell our friends that you're no longer with us is one of the hardest things I've had to do. For those of you that haven't had the chance, we interviewed Hans on the Jamcast four months ago and it's one of my favorite interviews to date. I've listened to it myself maybe 10 times over and over again before this week. There's parts of the interview where I'm literally brought to tears from laughing so hard. And other times you could hear an enthusiasm in my voice like I'm talking to one of my biggest idols. And... That's because, for me and so many other people, Hans is a huge source of inspiration and one of the main people that influenced myself when I first got into martial arts tricking 20 years ago. If it wasn't for him, I would have never trained Pop 360 kicks and illusion twists and Never would have tried the Wickalash. There's certain people that come along each generation that leave an impact upon a sport, a community. And Hans is definitely one of those people. He's touched so many of us from generations upon generations. From all of us that are considered the OGs <laughs> to teenagers that have been training with you up north recently, the number of messages that I've received praising you and speaking about all that you've done in order to inspire other people has been truly humbling over the last few days. And it's not a surprise to any of us by any means. You were a beacon of light that shined upon this world, Hans. And although you dealt with a lot of things personally over the years that I witnessed and tried to help with, I hope most importantly that you're in a better place right now. Hans has been a huge part of my family. When I first opened White Lotus nine years ago, He's one of only three people that first worked at the gym with me. He's one of the few guys I trusted to sit at the front desk and collect money. 
and to make sure to open the doors on time and close down the gym without doing anything wrong. Over the years, his loyalty continued and extended to me opening up Jab. He was a fixture there as well, and to this day, we're still listed on his Facebook as being a part of Joining All Movement, which is something that I'll never forget. You're one of the most loyal people I've ever met. You never ask for anything, but you're always willing to reach out and help other people. One of the last conversations that we had was about you trying to help somebody find a place to live from up north that was heading down here. Always putting other people before yourself and never afraid to reach out to other people to ask for help, even if it was to benefit someone, someone else. And I think one of the things that I'll miss the most and that I'm going to be the most bummed about is not having the chance to trade with you anymore. A lot of people may not know that you were really re-inspired in your training in the last few months, which you pretty much talked about and expressed on the Jamcast, but we would send each other secret video clips over the past few months just to check in on each other being old guys. And the last clip that you sent me is something I want to share with everyone because it's the move that you created and to see you out there being re-inspired, throwing it again was something that really reignited a spark within me this last year in my own personal trade. Try to get through this video maybe five times this week. This is the best it's going to get. I just want you to know that we'll always remember you in our hearts and in our minds and in our training. And one thing you told me was that when I mentioned I'd always wanted to say your catchphrase on a Red Bull broadcast was that you wanted me to keep it alive. But out of respect, I never said it. To honor your name from here on out, I'm going to end every jam cast and every breakdown by shouting you out. And for those that know, they'll know. And for those that don't, I'm not that clever. It wasn't my catchphrase. With that being said, one last time, Hans, for myself and my family, and for everyone at Jam, and the entire Turkey community, we love you, and I hope to see you soon, Grasshopper. Until next time, coming at you, coming through.
Putin. Moves ever landed in history by you. No one to date has ever done that move like you. I can't even. Today's guest is a pioneer of tricking and an original member of Team Loop Kicks. Please welcome to the Jamcast, Mr. Hans Wickling. What's up, Higgity Hans? You know, coming at you, coming through. Hey, I was praying to God you were going to say your your slogan punchline, bro. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so I, I don't say it as much as I, I used to because uh, cats took advantage of it. You know? <laughs> I, was, I got tired of coming at people coming through and then, you know, people don't reciprocate. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, dog. I've been on a couple of Red Bull events where I'm like, damn, what is the tagline I'm going to use right now? I should use coming at you, coming through. Hey, use it. By all means, keep it alive. Hell um, yes. Yeah. Trademark Hans, man. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, thank you so much for coming by, brother. I was so excited for you to say you were uh, stopping by Los Angeles. Uh, this is a special moment for me because not only are you someone that's a, a pioneer in the world of martial arts tricking, but you're someone that I personally... I don't know if you know this, but you're someone that personally influenced my style and getting into tricking so much. I literally, if it was not for you, I would never have trained Pop 360 Crescents. I would have never trained Illusion Kit Twists. I would have never done any of these moves, man. And um, I'm so thankful that you stopped by, man. So what are you doing in town? How long are you here for? Dude, I, I never know. It's kind of like the military. Um, you know, I work with a, a gentleman named Arnold Chan, and just like you, you know, he influenced me as a young buck yes. in the uh, mm, martial arts and acrobatic martial arts tricking uh, and open uh, form. He, you know, he was one of the individuals that I looked up to, and he, I've, how you talk about being this, I don't know, man. Just doing what we do, the martial arts, <laughs> the the you. creative martial arts, the tricking. The stunts, doing it for, uh, you know, for on camera and for, uh, it's really surreal, dude. It is, it is. You meet, you come in contact with and you interact with the individuals that you're like, oh, I look up to this dude. Exactly. And then now you're working with them. And then you work with them and then you're chilling with them and then you're at Denny's (laughs) with them. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really a, tr- it's really a tr- And what Hans is speaking to is that uh, he's out here uh, doing some stunt work with Arnold Chan, who's now a fight choreographer and stunt coordinator. But uh, for those of you out there that don't know your history, Arnold Chan started on the sport karate circuit, used to compete on NASCA. You can look up videos of him at the French Open back when Steve Tarada competed. And uh, he was one of the first guys throwing down intense tricks. Yeah, he was famous for running into his A-twist, you know. And hypering it. Pop too. double sevens. Yeah, yeah man. So like... Splits. He was one of the most uh, exciting guys back in the day. So go look him up and check out your history. So, um, yeah, man, like you said, it's cool. A lot of the people that you trained with it were your idols. You're now working alongside with, man. And then and that, and and you and I are now in the position where the little ten year olds, <laughs> you know, I want to be like. They're taking our jobs next, right? Oh man, they're hitting it's... triple twist and quadruple flip now. I don't even like looking at. And I was no... going to ask you: Do you watch the current generations? Are you up to date with what's going on? I, I do, and I don't. All right, let me ask you this: Do you know who Shosei is? I know who Shosei is. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I want to. I want to. <laughs> if we're on the topic of Shosei, I would like all the other trickers to use his um, his. As I can't even speak English, <laughs> I want them to use Shosei as an example because he's doing what tricking 
was originally meant to be done is he's doing what nobody else is doing. Like, Thank you, Hans. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the Shosei kid because he's he's moving different from all the... He's doing his own thing. And I think a lot of the kids should not do what Shosei does. Do their own thing. Do their own... Make up their own type of moves or do it your own. Don't do it like if Don't do the same 900... Corkscrew, corkscrew, cork. You know, I mean, I've seen a niece do that, and it's it, it's impressive when the kids are able to do it. It and, is, and it's impressive when they're able to take it to a higher level. But there's there's more to this, and Shosei is showing these young kids that there's more outside of the box. Yeah, yeah, I I can speak to that because from a physical standpoint, it's so impressive the level that tricking is at right now. I never thought. I mean, we used to joke about video game combos. Oh, cheat sixteen twenty to a triple court. Guys are doing those in combos now. But kind of like you said, like I went to a gathering a month ago called Trick Different, and um, I literally went up to the organizer and I was like, Hey, bro, when are people gonna start tricking different? And I didn't mean that as offense because there were some guys killing it. Kyle Morehart was killing it. Jordan Alexander was killing it. But then there were a lot of guys that you go out there. And for three days straight, I just saw them trying to do dub swing throughs, cork swing through, double cork. And it's like, guys, the gathering is even called trick different. Yeah. <laughs> like if there's one weekend where you could just like break, get out of your comfort zone and do some weird stuff, it's at a gathering called trick different. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's okay. Um, it's, yeah. you know, what, uh, somebody broke it to me on the internet and I, cause I've been, I've, I always preach trick trick different yes yes that's, I've, that's but one of the kids uh broke it down to me and it, it was it was it was refreshing to get his insight to get a different perspective and what he's did like, he say he was talking about like <clears throat> I, I don't exactly know um the exact words yeah, that yeah. he used but he was like well what if you know we're a group you know because we are we yes. are a community and he's like what if we're all moving uh, together instead know, of individually instead of individually and that you know that I, I never looked at it like that yeah, yeah. it was really great how he broke it down I like that as a community we are moving together but I think there's just so many more moves that are, that are cool that <laughs> kids are. could be doing that can make them yeah, I mean there's there's moves that are are my peers and their forefathers and the forefathers before them have done that they can add to their repertoire. It will make them look like they know more stuff. <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's there's moves that we're, we're, we're sitting on that people created. That they, there's even easy ones that they can add yes, to their combos. Yes, I agree. I agree. Just, I just, this is, this is my opinion. Like, what, what, why did we go through all that effort to create those moves for to, be to be forgot, to be forgot. I agree. That's, I mean, because what you're speaking to is that there is a, a school of thought which is um, just increasing the number of spins and flips. So obviously, we had guys doing triples, and now people are like, okay, let's chase the quad. Quad's been landed, let's chase the quint. What people are forgetting is that even between one and two spins, there are like 30 variations that could be done. And people are skipping those 30. And then they're, they're skipping the 30 variations between the double and the triple and just trying to go to the quad. Yeah, um, the, we're, yeah we're missing out. There's a lot of really cool moves. that, and, it, and it's cool. Trust me. I love watching the progression of the, tr the triples and the quads because that's something that I wasn't trying to do in my style. And I'll never do. So if, to me, it's physically impressive. But uh, Sam, really quick. Please pull up Raw Core. Can you please pull this up? Oh, shit. Yeah, so yeah. check this out, y'all. One of the things that, in my opinion, <laughs> to speak to is if you look up to someone, 
you make a video of them. And this is a video that I edited of you back in the days, bro. On your birthday. This, this is, is yeah, birthday. I, this was like my Christmas present to you, bro. God bless, bro. And dog, Sam, rewind the video. Start again. <laughs> dog, the first three combos in this video, already crazy enough, dog. Look at this. 540, boom, to the Arabian off the Miss Lake. The high for die. Here we go. This is my favorite. Pop, pop three. To the Miss Lake. Double seven twist. Hans, you know because of you, I tried the Cali roll out of that move, right? Oh, really? I, but I didn't, I didn't do pop three. A long time ago, I did 540 Miss Lake Cali roll. You switched it up. I did. Like, I did. Like I, talking, I, like you can about. find that video on the Loop Kick SoCal Gathering when you guys came down. And uh, when I fall, Jeremy walks up to me and goes, don't try that again. You're going to break <laughs> your knee. <laughs> You're going to break your knee. <laughs> but yeah, man, what, what year is this video, Sam, in the description there? So this is 2009, and this video is put out at the end, so like a lot of this footage is like 08, 2009, and it's like, the reason why I want people to see this is just to see the, like, like I made him rewind the beginning because those are three transitions that aren't done these days, you know? This is a decade ago. Yeah, this is over 10 years ago, guys, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, I just, I, uh, yeah. oh, I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass, Hans, but I just had to show people this, like, you know, I made you this video because you really were influential to my style and as someone that, you know, I saw someone that was just pushing the boundaries back in the days. I'm, 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 I'm what's crazy is I, I got this new surge and I want to push, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to, um, poot on that cat. Oh. I want to push, um, I mean. Oh, okay. I got, okay. I got, I, I got, this has. It's just getting this to be able to... Uh, to catch up, yeah. Yeah. So real quick, though, man, before we talk about where you're going, we got to talk about where you've come from. So mm. how long have you been doing martial arts tricking for? Man, this is a trip, dude. I, you have to know I've fallen on my head a lot. <laughs> my memory, it doesn't work as good as people. I've fallen on my head a lot. Oh, we know, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fall a lot. Um, I, but I've always fell. Like oh, that, I know. as a kid, as a kid growing up, dude, just walking was, dude, I fall. Off. I'm telling you. I fall so I love that you picked a sport where you could inherently fall disastrously. Uh, My body hurts. Oh, that's funny. But uh, okay, so so when I was three years old, uh, my cousins, there were a bunch of girls. Um, I remember it distinctively. We're it was like in San Francisco or something. My my mom took me to my aunt's house. Okay. I don't even remember which cousins it was. But I remember it was like three African-American girls. They're my cousins. We're all chilling on this hill in San Francisco. And they're like, let's do cartwheels. And I'm like, I don't know. what a, What's a cartwheel? No and they're like, we'll teach you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So I did my first cartwheel when I was three. I remember okay. that. Okay. And then, uh, you know, growing up watching Ninja Turtles movies, uh, Van Damme movies, Bruce Lee movies, Big Trouble in Little China, all them cats was flipping. Yes, yeah. So, I, you know, they were fighting and flipping. And, you know, the old kung fu movies, the dude, uh, they, I, my dad would tell me, they did that in reverse. They filmed it and they put it in reverse. They would The tree would be like this. And totally. The ninja would whoo, yep, and it yep, would make yep. a sound. And I, you he know, would just jump down and they played in reverse. He yeah. played it in reverse, okay. but in my head, and as a kid, you know, like, the ninja could jump that high. Yeah. You know, and he's flipping, doing flip flops here and there. So I don't know. Flipping was just like, I don't know. I was always, You're always really interested. Very in fascinated by them. Dog, don't get, you know, girls, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought, I, like, in my head, oh, if I get really good at flips, I'll get all, I'll get, get all the girls. <laughs> I got a bunch of dude friends. <laughs> that was the best line we've ever had. I thought flips would give me all the girls. I got a bunch of dude friends. 
<laughs> Hell yes. So when did you officially get into, I guess, what would be called tricking? Okay, so so my dad, I always wanted to do martial arts from watching the martial arts films. My dad came home with like a blue belt, a, okay. and a gi and a blue belt. I'm like, wait, you do what they do on the movies? He's like, yeah, I could sign you up for lessons. I could sign oh. you up for classes. Boom, boom. I'm like, I'm down. I want my white belt. I'm going to get my black belt. Boom. So I started with this martial arts school from like seven to nine. Okay. And then something went down. Um, and we switched schools. Okay. Um, oh, I, 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 I got to mention that. The first school that I went to was a, taekwondo, a very traditional taekwondo school by... Um, mm, Richard Jones. Okay, okay. And uh, that was my first martial arts instructor. And and what's crazy is, dude, every now and then, I'm walking around San Jose. You walk by him. Wow. And does he recognize you or not? Yeah, yeah, he knows who I am. Wow. Yeah, because he used to work at the Apple store, too. No And I got a job before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So before when I first moved to L.A., okay, so Anise and Jeremy, they moved out to L.A., and I'm like, they started doing, um, started making some, um, started being successful with their skills and abilities. Um, and I'm like, dude, I got to get to LA. So oh, I, yeah, I got yeah. a job at the Apple store to save up. So I remember, I remember this. I remember he this. Wor- he worked at the Apple store okay. back then. This is like in 2008 or something. So, okay, back to the story. Uh, then we switched schools. We switched martial arts schools to, it was a, at the time, it was an Ernie Reyes West Coast school. Of course, the famous uh, ran West by, Coast action team. By this West Coast school was ran by um, Jim Bohison, my okay. my instructor that I got my black belt, all my all my ranks, uh, black belt ranks at. Um, and uh, at that school, well, Ernie Reyes, the World Action Team, they were doing the acrobatic. They were doing jump kicks before most yes. people. Spin kicks, jump kicks, and um, you know all the flashy forms. Yeah, for those of you out there that don't know, Hans is referencing Ernie Reyes Senior and Ernie Reyes Junior. Uh, for those of you that don't know, you may recognize him from a movie called Surf Ninjas back in the day, and you may recognize little Ernie Reyes Junior. He uh, was Kino in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, I believe. So these guys have been around for a long time, but they owned a famous martial arts school that was based out of up north, and they had a branch of a bunch of them. Them, and it was known as the uh, West Coast Demo Team and Action Team. They had guys from Kim Do, Peter David Yang, Douglas, right? Yeah, David uh, Douglas, man. Like Utana Baxter. A lot of a lot of very very influential uh, sport martial yes. artists and acrobatic martial artists and creative martial artists. Uh, George Chung. All, yeah. uh, and so this was the team that you were on. Uh, I was young. I was I was never on the World uh, Action Team. This is like when I was like 10 years old. Okay, but you were training and you were surrounded by it, so you got to see it. I saw it. I saw it. And my school was um, Jim Bohison. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of Ernie Reyes. Yeah, Ernie Reyes schools are so big, guys, that they have in-house competitions where they will rent out a high school gymnasium or basketball court, and it's filled to the rafters. They will have a black belt ceremony and a full auditorium packed to the brim, standing room only. It's insane. So... So, anyways, you you got inspired by them. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. You go back when I was a kid. You know, you saw Ernie Reyes Jr. He was on Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know, you saw him in the Secret of the Ooze. And then you go to the Valley Fair Mall, the local mall. And they're doing demos. They're doing demos, and you're like, you know, you're t- you're like, well, I just saw that dude on in the movie. Yeah. And, 
And so then, how did you actually start your acrobatic journey then? My, a lot of my, um, my, the black belts that I looked up to were competing and doing the uh, acrobatic martial arts. Jimmy Pham was one of my, he was, he was ahead of me. But he was one of my peers, and he was doing very. He was really successful on the um, the Nazca circuit, which had a lot of uh, uh, you know sport, sport karate. Yeah, totally, totally. The creative forms and whatnot. And okay. Jimmy Fam was doing really well. So you know, I was I was growing up. Uh, <clears throat> we'd go upstairs because okay, downstairs at my dojo, like that's where all the main classes were. And then you could wait upstairs, and my instructor had it where you could practice and train on your own, and that's where Jimmy was practicing his open forms and doing. I mean, back then it was, back then it was the hardest moves he was doing was like five. I mean, I rarely saw him do a butterfly twist, but butterfly twist back then was like that was only the elite were doing it. I'm going to put it in perspective, and I only know about this, guys, because I used to compete on the circuit. Jimmy Pham, at one point, was one of the leaders that was killing everybody. He was winning all the titles before Steve Tirada. This is how old school he is. To start his form, he would get the audience going by doing pop, jump, 360 kicks, and the audience would count to 10, and that would hype up the crowd. That's how old school this was. 10 pop 360s was like... That's how we would start the form. We'd be like, everyone, be like, one, two, three, ten, and then he would do his form. Yeah, if you did ten tornado kicks in a row, now you got guys like Jacob Pinto that start their form with dub swing dub, and then they hit the splits, and then they start their form. So, so how old are you when you start flipping? Now we fast forward. You see Jimmy. I was I was ten. I was copying his, you know, copying Jimmy's moves. So you're just upstairs watching Jimmy, and you're just trying to trying to get the five forty at like. I I think I got an aerial at ten. Like I saw people do an aerial i remember my coach uh ramir mosqueda he taught me how to do butterfly and i still teach the same i still teach how he taught me how to get the butterfly kick like you put your hand on the block and then kick the legs over um so i was doing butterfly. i remember i was at my elementary school and i saw and at my elementary school they had like a little gymnastics group little girls doing gymnastics in the gymnasium after school and i saw one of the girls do um uh, uh, aerial it was a cartwheel with no hands and i saw the little gymnastics girl do it i don't know back then we didn't have the internet yeah so when you saw something it like really stuck in your head uh the visual i remember like you didn't have you couldn't go back and, and look at a video of a move yeah but your mind if you saw a acrobatic move your mind kept this record memory of it hard so I saw the little girl do an aerial, uh, a cartwheel with no hands, and I'd already been doing cartwheels since I was three. This is, I think, I think I was seven actually. Yeah, I was seven when I saw the girl do the okay. aerial. So I went to the grass at my elementary school and I started trying to do cartwheels with no hands, and eventually, and I would get in trouble. My teacher would come up to me, "You're gonna break your tailbone." <laughs> of course, she'd always tell me, "You're gonna break your tail. Don't do that. You're gonna." I, dude, I've broken. I've, I haven't broken everything. I've actually never broken a bone. Not gonna wood. But uh, yeah, my my I've I've hurt probably every part of my yes. body but my tailbone. <laughs> yes. So at that point, you're 10 years old. You're starting to watch Jimmy Fam. You're starting to learn some tricks. You're developing your own style, right? Yeah. Uh, at which point do you start competing on the circuit? Okay, I was 14 when I... Okay, so all my friends were coming home with these fancy rings and tro- big, giant... Back then, the karate tournaments would have big, giant trophies, and all my friends would be getting trophies. My mom didn't really let me compete 
And plus, I was my uh, all my friends were higher ranks than me. Okay. So I guess when I actually turned black belt when I was fourteen, I got my my rank of black belt. My mom said I can compete, and uh, I started going there. Um, I, I started with MBL, which is um, you know a little bit under NASCA. Yeah. Uh, North American Black Belt League. Correct. And uh, but we'd watch NASCA videos. Of you course, know, we'd watch the VHS tapes of the NASCA cats and yeah. then compete in NBL. And my friends, my friends were doing pretty well, uh, getting world championship titles. I was like, I want to do that. You know, I started seeing at that time. I guess a lot of the um, the top guys, John Valera, uh, uh, a lot of the guys that I would see at the karate tournaments that were on top were starting to get uh, mm, uh, work in film and stuff. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. I, in my head, and and dude, and they would come to the tournaments, and they're like rock stars. I'm like, dude, I want to be like that. I want to yeah, do that. Have... They're they're making a. I love this stuff, this martial arts stuff. And uh, dude, you you know, I saw Big Trouble in Little China, and I see all the like. Some, oh yeah, some you registered. Had, you had OGs back in the day. Like uh, I remember, Ho Sung Pak was the first adult to get perfect tens in a NASCAR tournament in the adult men's division. Got five tens, and uh, then he became Liu Kang in the video game for Mortal Kombat. And I played. I was playing him, dude. And like, dude, I just saw that guy at the tournament, and now I'm playing him on my Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like I got. If I stick, with my mind is like, if I stick with this and I get good at this, this is what I want to do in life. And so I have a question for you. Did you ever win any titles in NASCAR? Uh, I think I got in in NASCAR. I got uh, the highest rank that I received was like seventh. Okay, uh, I think in two thousand six. Okay, I uh, I got. Seventh and the reason in why the- I asked that, bro, is because you may not have always made stage or the night show, but your forms were some of the most memorable forms that I ever used to watch. And what was your approach when you were designing these choreographies? Like, I I, I, w- I would pull from. Well, because I was with the b-boying, you know, and and a b-boy will pull from anything and yes. everything. So I just whatever my how my mind worked, like uh, creatively at that time, I would say I would pull inspiration from wherever. So you know, I take a little bit of Bruce Lee, or I would take you know, I, I really looked up to David Douglas as a. a, a um, uh, I thought he was the steeziest yes, dude. He was. Uh, so I would, I would, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, I tried my really hardest to move like David Douglas, and I still couldn't do. Yo, this. Sam, pull up this uh, 2002 diamond form. Let's, let's see. Is that this. David Douglas? No, bro. Oh, that's me. This is you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he, oh, he said, "Oh no, yo, bro." This is crazy. This, you remember this, this? Is, bro? I remember all of these, dog, dude. I remember all of your forms. Bro. So, so that raise, that race to crouch, yeah. that was David Douglas was like yeah. the first person I saw doing a raise. Honestly, look um, at this flexing on cats. <laughs> Uh, you have people who don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. claws, tiger claw, boom. Um, bro, I used to die watching your forms, bro. Because I'm like, bro, he's what's crazy he is I just that was crazy. I just put up a meme on the tricking page that says friends don't let friends do tricks into splits, which bro, is crazy. But you know what was crazy was you did a cool move. There was almost like a broken move, which is popularized now. Like, what's a broken move? It's like where you put the hand plant down before the landing because you did the hand plant into the splits. You know, like you uh, didn't just that's land why I don't the break splits. my kneecaps. No, I know, but it's almost like broken TDR the way kids do it now. Um, hey. I was trying to hang with Steve Tarada back then. Steve Tarada was doing the X out flashes. I was, you know, I had to compete against him, so you know, I had to show him <laughs> like that I could hang. 
Um, oh. So a, a lot of it too. <coughs> a, a lot of it was pro wrestling too, dude. I was yes, a huge was. pro wrestling fan. Uh, martial arts movies, pro wrestling. Uh, and I know it was influenced by wrestling because one of the forms I remember the most, and I don't remember which tournament it was, but I remember it being the suplex form. I think I just that remember was... you started your form and then you've grabbed a fake body out of nowhere and you did a <laughs> suplex holding nobody and the audience was like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you just suplexed the air. <laughs> I mean it's an open form. You're fighting, yeah. you're fighting imaginary people. So. Hey man, and clearly you made an impact because I'm talking about a form you did in two thousand two that I still remembered, bro. Um, but here's one that I want to also talk about. Fast forward to uh, U.S. Open 2008. This was one of the ones where I thought, holy crap, like, Hans got a chance at getting this U.S. Open. Like, oh, do you remember trick. this one? Because oh. I remember this being like, oh, man, yeah. Hans never makes the show. But, like, bro, I remember when you started with this, Double B. I was like, oh, Hans came to play today. Marcel Hold told on. me to do that. Marcel, I wasn't even going to do that. I, but right before the competition, Marcel Jones. <gasps> Marcel, I was the rest of the form I was gonna do the double twist in the beginning. Marcel Jones came up to me and was like, Hans, yo, you gotta do something really crazy to start off your form. And that was crazy, V. He's like, either do I used to do this uh, sidekick. John Valera did this. uh, There's this move called a double leg, and John Valera would do it with a sidekick. Yeah. Back then, I was doing the sidekick with a uh, butterfly twist, kind of like uh, Steve Trotter's snappy swipe. But with off the pop, damn, that was 06, not 08. My my bad, guys. I did damn. the I did the double twist because Marcel Marcel Jones was trying to get me into uh, Paul Mitchell, which was yes. like the elite. Uh, dude, it was my dream to be. I wanted. To be it was everyone's Mitchell, dream. Dude, beyond Paul Mitchell, they had was... some guys you may have heard of named like Steve Tarada. They had a guy named like Matt Emig, Rudy Reyna, and Mark Cannon. Is that? <laughs> Those were all my homies. <laughs> I so I wanted to be on that squad, dog. That, hey, and and Paul McKenzie, gotta give. Yes, uh, of course, bro. They had uh, everyone though. They had the old school legends down to the dude, new school. Dog, yeah, everyone that I looked up to, everyone that was smashing on it was in Paul Mitchell. I think Marcel was on Paul Mitchell, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 No, I don't. Oh, wait, no, no, Marcel no. was on pro rank. No, excuse me. Who was Marcel was on pro rank? I'm man. Sorry, Daniel Sterling. Excuse... Somebody. Daniel Sterling. Marcel was definitely the one that told me to do the butter double butterfly yeah, twist. Yeah. But I okay. So I was on team pro rank. Thank you, uh, Mindy Kelly and her dad. Uh, and Marcel was on pro rank. Yep. Marcel was definitely the individual that told me to do something crazy. Okay. okay. In the beginning of that form, um, he's like, "What's something crazy you could do on lock?" He's like, do that sidekick twist. I'm like, dog, I, I fall on that sometimes. <laughs> He's like, what else you got? I'm like, uh, maybe I could do my double twist. Do your double twist. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Had you ever done any competition? Double twist? Yeah. I would always just do it playing around. Yeah, but not to start the form. Dude, I was, I was scared. I'm like, well, because I had the whole, the, all, all the rest of the form was locked, dog. I did that the of rest course, of the form a million form. times. But to throw in a variable at the start of the form. Dude, on the stage, you know. Um, But yeah. There's one other form that I remember, and I don't remember which tournament it was, but I will remember this. I think it was, was it the round off backflip where you went up and you came down on a scorer's table? I don't know if that's still on the internet. I don't, I don't think know. it's on the internet. Yeah, I think no, I did, what tournament I, was that? I think that was a. Oh, I think I've done that twice, bro. So I don't even know. <laughs> I've also seen you kick the roof once. I've kicked the roof. <laughs> I've seen all of these. Man, bro. man, I don't know how, God, dude. God, God. Sometimes, sometimes it's like I, I don't know. I ask God, do you love me or do you hate me? Because hey, the fact that I'm still here, still be able to do it. I, I, hey, God lets me do it, but Shut then up. like, dude, much love, God. 
sometimes I don't know, man. I honestly, I, I do. When I sit at home and I sleep at night and I'm asking questions, dude, I'm like, man, God, God put me on a real. God gave me a real wild journey on this planet. Part of it comes from here, and part of it, I don't even know, man. It's what crazy. What goes through your head when you are mid form, and all of a sudden you realize? Holy crap! I just crashed through the table. <laughs> I gotta finish. I gotta finish my form. Done. Well, what? And then part of me is like, dude, you you like pro wrestling? Pro wrestlers go through tables. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's like, I meant to do that. <laughs> Iconic cons. All right, man. So fast forward. <clears throat> Along the times that you were uh, competing on NASCA, paralleling this time was yeah. also your introduction into the tricking community and the tricking scene. Yeah. And one of those was uh, being a fixture of Team Loop Kicks. Yeah. Which uh, at one point, I swear the world viewed tricking as being called loop kicking. Even trapped. even down to the point that there was an interview done with Chad Stahelski, who is the owner of 8711 Action Team. He's also the director of John Wick. And at one point, he does a behind-the-scenes interview, and he says, we brought down these loop kickers. And he was referring to Anise and Danny and Jeremy, but he didn't know that it was tricking. He literally called them loop kickers. And they were on Team Loop Kicks. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, man, Loop Kicks was like the... At one point, it was like the pinnacle of our sport. It was like being on three-run like Sam, you know? Like, So how did you get on to Team Loop Kicks? Um, San Jose is a small town, man. San Jose is small. Team Loop Kicks... The guys that were starting to do that, they were um, part of Ernie Reyes World Action Team, but they were starting to get their own. People were hitting them up okay. to do um, demonstrations and stuff, and <clears throat> they couldn't really go through uh, Quantum Ernie. Yes, um, but they wanted to still get better at this tricking stuff, and um, so I guess I, I came in subtly late. Like I think. I, to the best of my knowledge, I think Loop Kicks had already been around for like they had already been going for a few months. A few months, okay. Before, okay. I, to the best of my knowledge, dude, this dude, is that's still early long days, long. though, bro. You're talking yeah, about yeah. yeah, you're talking about you're like one of the first employees, you know, like yeah, yeah, one of the first crew members. So I think they had already been doing demos, and they'd already come up with the name. Okay, uh, Isaiah, I guess, came up with the name. Shout out to Isaiah Flores. And uh, I don't know. We just you do the sport karate tournaments and you bump into the same people and yeah. and we were the ones <clears throat> doing the open forms and the uh the jump spin kicks so it was just you know i saw i i dude i love this stuff so much i like when i back then i was like i i really want to get this stuff out to the people i see how uh how detrimental it is to certain kids like you know they don't they don't want to shoot hoops. They don't want yeah. to toss around a football. But they they love the they love contorting their body in midair. Yes. And it's just something like it's really hard to explain to people that don't do it. But if you've done it, like to leave the ground and throw chuck your body in a weird position and land back on your feet, it, 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 I, I don't know. It's I talk I, about it all the time. It's like a blessing and a curse, man. Like we're <sighs> we're in our thirties and like our bodies are not are not meant to be sustaining all these things, but like we love it. You it, can't leave it. It's, it's like a drug. It's it's it is like a drug, but it's it's it, the positive um, 
I don't know. I just want. I I fell in love with it, and I wanted other people to fall in love with it. So, uh, it's just power in numbers, you know. So, Loop Kicks was a, a group of of people uh, that really had a passion for the uh, acrobatic martial arts yes, and the sir. tricks. And uh, I saw that they were doing things, and I'm um, you know, let's let's combine forces and let's do something with it. And um, you know, uh, we started. It was just fun back in the day. We were young kids, um, just trying to, you know, just break ground, right? Yeah. yeah. How many days a week did Loop Kicks get together and practice? And where did you guys train at? Wow. In the beginning, we all uh, a lot of our martial arts instructors gave us um, keys to our dojos. Cool. So usually, um, we would take class. A lot of us would take classes or teach classes at the martial arts school. And then when the martial arts school closed, you know, we had the key, so we stayed after and we we practiced our our. We would do our traditional martial arts, and then afterwards we'd practice flip. We'd turn on the music, and you know, we'd call. Back then we'd page each other. Like, way back then we had pagers. Yo, I remember Chris Devera paid. This is Chris Hyper Swipe five forty. Yes, but he came in the pager. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna practice this and this at this location. Wow. Just send the address. Send the address. What time? What time? And you had to page in. Dang. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, and then you know, dude, it, dude, it was a. Tr- now I'm thinking about it. It's so hard, dude. Like we have self, our cell phones have these videos and they connect to the. Yo, I mean, dude, I have so many crazy moves that I couldn't. That people don't even know about because you They're just didn't have camera. a video. They don't have a camera, and if you camera. had a camera, you could, I, I didn't have the com- the compute the components. You didn't have the computer that matched the camera, or if you had all that, you didn't have the freaking firewire yes, dog. to upload it. Or and you then, didn't have fast enough internet. And you didn't, didn't have fast enough internet. And there was no YouTube to post it on YouTube. There or if you had all that, that the, the computer f- crashed on you. <laughs> Yo, Yo, you did it all. You did everything you were supposed to do. And then the whole junk just the, crashed and yep. you lost everything. And Yo, like, I'm glad you talked about not having a phone and showing moves. Sam, pull up the Wickalash really fast. And so thank God there were some cameras around for things like this. Boom. Bro, this is to date. Still one of my favorite moves ever landed in history by you. No one to date has ever done that move like you. I can't even do it. I'm, I've, been, Bro, I've been training I, it. I'm I've, trying to get it like that, I've, dude. I've, it's hard. I've landed the whiplash, but I've never been able to grab my foot the way you grabbed it there, bro. The way you grabbed your left foot here, you really grabbed it. I've never I been really able to do that. I really wanted to land that. I was I, like, I'm, I'm going to land it. I've been <laughs> able to do this trick without the grab, but I've never been able to fully grab it, bro. I so re- what went through your mind when you were trying to train the whiplash? Like, what were you thinking? Okay, so the whiplash. Okay, so how I came up with the whiplash. Danny Graham started coming to San Jose a, a little bit before that, a year and a half before that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember being at this uh, martial arts school called Studio Kicks, which Larry yes. Graham owns. Yes, and me and Danny Graham, it was really late at night, and I don't know how we come up with these stupid ideas, but Danny Graham's like, Poppy, we should do front flips out of everything. Free move. <laughs> Tornadoes, front flip. Butterfly twist, front flip. Everything, front flip. No. Every move. So, me and Dan are sitting. <laughs> so, we were, I was trying to do, I, I, since at the, after that day, I was trying to figure out how to do a front flip out of every move. No yeah. way. And this is a long time ago, yeah, like guys. 2006, what, 2007. What's the date on the Wicklash, Sam? On the Pop 360? That was 2008, I think. 
Damn. So in 2006 and 2007, yep. I was wow. trying to figure out how to do front flips Jesus out of every move. Christ. Okay. Because Danny Graham put that in my head. No way. Yeah, yeah. And, and so what inspired you to do it here? Was it because it was at a gathering? Was I was at Sue. I don't know. Dude, I got <laughs> all them cats right there. See all those people? Bro, there's Vince Johnson there? Like, him I was really hyped. I, um, I don't know. For some magical reason, at this duration of that gathering, I got a certain surge of heightenedness. Bro. Because I I honestly didn't do anything mostly through that whole gathering. (laughs) You just did a first in the world move out of nowhere? I was, dude, I was, I almost hit a, I I really almost hit a box cutter uh, that same set. I don't Need to, just, I, I number one people don't know yeah. corkscrews do are corks. really corkscrews are hard for me i know this i know this and box a hyper hook is hard for me jeremy gave a tutorial earlier that day on how to do a box cutter and you almost landed a box cutter. i almost landed box cutter through the hype landed. and jeremy's tutorial like i was doing some re- if you watch the other moves that i did oh yeah that that gathering was a fun gathering bro. it was tight yeah okay. session dude they're the dude the the kids were bring sammy vasquez was bringing some heat i don't know i was for cer- that time frame that circle I got a real, I'm telling you, I, something, uh, the universal surge of energy that I got uh, allowed me to pull off certain moves that no I normally way. don't pull off. So Okay, you you didn't land this one, but Sam, can you pull up the one right above the, uh, the double-double leg? You didn't land this one, but you were the only person that I remember back in the day really fucking trying to double-double leg on the flat. Yeah, dude, I, I've tried it on. Play that back, dog. I've tried it on a lot of. <laughs> what things, year is this, Sam? What, what year is this? Two thousand six. Two thousand and six, and you're trying to do double leg, double leg, bro. It's possible. It we is just, possible. We but just haven't. Uh, some kids have done it. Um, really, they've done uh, double side flip. I seen a kid do a really close. I saw a kid. I I've seen, somebody that, sent bro? me it. How crazy is that, dog? I seen a kid do a really good one. Um, I mean, I, it could be better. But I've seen a kid. I gotta man. give him credit, man. So back in the days when you were trying to land these things, wickalash, <clears throat> double double leg. What was the inspiration? Was it like you mentioned earlier in the day, which is tricking was supposed to be doing something different? You're supposed. I mean, back. I, I feel like back in the day we had more of that mentality. The, the, as, as a general whole, we had this mentality. Like, yeah, I, I, me and my homie Jr. talk about it. Like we've we've gotten soft as as trickers. The mentality's gotten soft. It's in certain ways, it's good because it allows more people to be involved. Yes, the softer mentality allows more people to be in our group, which is good. Yes, but back in the day, <clears throat> as far as I know, you know, my perspective is you're trying to take out the dude next to you, like whatever that. Back in the day, that's how the, in my opinion, the mindset used to be. You're trying to one up. The person next to you yeah that's what made the sport progressive um you're trying to one up the dude next to you so yeah. you have to go harder more your combos have to be longer harder more complex your moves got i mean i don't know watching anthony i watched anthony atkins and daniel sterling and and manny brown they were trying to the only way they got good was they were trying to outdo that dude next yeah. to them man Hundred percent, and it it didn't come from a place of hatred. No, you know? no, it, it, no, it didn't come from a place of like, yo, I'm better than you. Like, you, you suck. You know, it was just trying to push the level of the sport and themselves. And inherently, new moves would be created, new things would be landed. 
to but me, yeah. that's the era that I came from, that I saw, and it made sense in my head. It made sense to me. I've gotten soft. I'm not trying to outdo nobody. Yeah, yeah, anymore. totally, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, um, it, it is a good point that you say though that it is better for the community in the sense that it's probably more open to people. Kids feel they don't feel as like competitive, so they don't feel like I don't know. Because I can speak to this. If you have ever gone to an open gym and trained with Jeremy Marinas or Sammy Vasquez you know exactly what the hell Hans is talking about as far as tricking and them trying to one-up you. Because when we'll go to sessions, it'll just be a session with all of us friends. If I throw a trick that has a B-twist in it, you better believe Sammy or Jeremy goes to the front of the line and they try to do a combo with a B-twist on it and then one-up it. Then Hans will go and Hans will do, you know, a 540. All of a sudden, you'll see Jeremy or Sammy run to the front of the line, skip someone, and then go and try to do a 540 in the combo. They're, they're from not, the area. And they're not doing it from a place of trying to be like, fuck you, Hans. They're doing it from a place of, Oh, I saw Hans do a 540. All right, let me try to do a 540 combo now. That's even cooler in my brain. That and, and, and yeah. they're from that. They're from that time. They're, they're from f- that period. They're from yeah. Yeah, we 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 make a joke about it that the reason Jeremy's so good is because he does the most reps every session. He doesn't wait in line. If my man sees something done, he runs the front line and does a combo. And if there's nine people in line, he'll just run to the front because he's just trying that's to get reps. <laughs> that's time, man, yeah. man. Well, because dude, we didn't have that much money. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to speak. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. Speak cool, on this. It's cool. It's cool. All right. It's whatever, dog. Yo. I mean, you know, it, it's cool. Tricking's cool. You know, five, $5 for an open gym. Yeah. Um, you were saying five, you guys just didn't have money, right? So you, dude, we didn't have money, man. But five, I mean, $5 is pretty darn cheap. Sometimes, dude, when we had to pay what, $15 for two hours, like... Yeah. But uh, I mean, our, 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 I mean, I'm putting this on the internet. But I mean, the, our my favorite times was when we was trying to sneak into. The <laughs> <laughs> we, wasn't to pay, we wasn't trying to slip that five. Dude, we didn't have, dude, five dollars every. What you're trying to get good? So every, let's say you're yeah. doing it three days a week. That's fifteen dollars. Yeah. And when you're a kid in high school, like you're not you don't working. have a job. And yeah. if you're if you're at the gym, you're not getting paid. So and if you're you're putting in those hours training, you're not working. <sighs> And food is not cheap, and the gas, dude. We would make trips. Yo, we'd pack up the car with the homies. You know, six people in a seven people in a four seater car. Chuck up three hours to go to this gymnastics gym, and then you know one dude would go in and scout it out. Open up the back door. (laughs) The homie close the door because they didn't have dude. We we were I wasn't mad because like dude, I know that kid. Yeah, yeah. His bank account is not. We're just trying to get our flips. You're just trying to flip, dog. We're just trying to flip. We're not, you know. If we had it, sure, I'm sure we would have dropped it. But dude, at that point, yeah, dude, it's funny to hear that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the first, the first. (laughs) Dude, it's a trip. Now that we're talking about it, the first uh, gymnastics gym that I ever started doing the tricks on. You know, we'd go for a minute, and then we figured out, oh. Our squad would just, our whole squad would be, did you get in? You, oh, dude, you pay. We'd look at, yo, wait. You, you got paid? in? Well, no, we'd look at the dude and be like, dude, I can't believe you paid. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, what's crazy is like, we would sneak into that gym and then all of a sudden, like, I was super cool with the boss and the manager, okay. and I'd have the key to that gym. Okay. So, after long, you didn't have to sneak in. Yeah. Nah, we had the key. Dog. We'd be up in that mug till 3. We'd be up in that mug 3 a.m., dude. Yes, bro. At Pegasus yep. in, in Milpitas. Yep. We tr- 
trained till 3 a.m. And it was in the mall. So if you got hungry, you just skip to the um, food court and come back. And and we mobbed deep. There was like 100 cats in there. It was tight. Jeremy was there. Anise was there. We'd, we'd be at the gym till 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Those are some of the crucial years in tricking, man. Those were some of the very that, crucial years, Doug. I'm telling you, if you want to get good at tricking, it's it's time in, man. If you have the opportunity to plug in quality hours, we had great training partners, you know, trying to push the envelope. We had a lot of gym time. And just and you guys have the internet. You could stop. Oh, I want to mention that too. I, I, I do it all the time. Like I go to these tricking boards, and I, I really try my best to give. I hate teaching tricking history because I feel like nobody listens to me, dude. <laughs> but course. I feel like nobody's trying to teach tricking history. So I don't know. I don't know why I still post. That's partially <laughs> why I do these, man. You know what I'm saying, man, we're, we're losing so much. These new kids. I don't want to put him down. I'm not trying to put no, him down. Definitely, definitely. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to put him down. Just so you guys know, this comes from a place of love. Yeah, this is this is not. Yeah. The new kids don't want to hear the history. I feel like, and um, I don't know. I guess growing up in our era, you wanted to know those things. Like you wanted to know, like how this gentleman got from here to there, or the process of. So I think there's three things of why that's different. And what you're speaking on is that like us older generation, we really cared about the history. So I think a couple of things are, are the reasons behind that. I think one is the new generation is almost so disconnected because some of that stuff happened so long ago that it's almost like, man, how do I even go back? Where do I even begin? You know, it's hard for them it's to begin. Really hard, Whereas man. for us, we were there when only bilang.com existed. So if you wanted to go look at tricking, you were filtered into one website. Whereas now, there's even disparities between the culture online. There's kids that put videos on YouTube, and then there's kids that only put up a 10-second clip on Instagram. And if you're a random trick around the world, it's so hard for you to know, like, where do I seek it out? Where do I learn history? Oh, dude, where do I, I do it from? And that's why I don't even no. keep up with the current. There's just so there's much. So much. And, and so much trash, too. I mean, no, no, no offense, dude. People, everyone starts somewhere, dude. I don't, I, dude, there's a day where I was trash. So. <laughs> Can't, I can't be mad at a kid that doesn't look so hot on the internet, but still just wants to get his video out. You yeah, know, here's here's another thing that I have to speak to though too, which is uh, which I want to give the new community and new generation props about, which is I think the other reason why they don't care so much about the history back then was because they're breaking so much ground almost every day now. Whereas before it was a big deal when you did the Wickalash first time in history the Wickalash was landed, you can literally log on to Shosei's account. <laughs> And he will land a new trick every week. And so, like, it's hard for these kids to know about the history because they're like, I'm trying to just remember Shosei's tricks that he just created in the last month, let alone how can I go back 25 years. And the video quality. These kids really like the video quality. Yeah. Grainy, black, black, and I don't even know what colors that was. I mean, the kids don't want to look at, you know, the, the video camera's way far away. You're like. <laughs> exactly. Yo, Sam, can you pull up the jump? So I gotta ask you about this, bro, because obviously through all the oh, years man. of tricking, all the years of battling, yeah. everything that happened, this is probably one of the most iconic moments that has ever gone down, and I know that it had a great effect upon you and your dude, body. I, my my back has never it's been the never same. Never been the same, and that's why I wanted to talk about this. And my bring this dude, up. my back still hurts from this. Day. Yo, so this, this kid, is two thousand eight, right? Man. Is this 2008 loop kicks? Yeah, that's the same. That's the same day as the Wicklash battle. Yeah, this is the same day as the Wicklash. 
I was I was healthy. My back was perfectly fine during the whiplash. My back has never been the same since this. And guys, so for those of you that don't know, this is a moment in tricking that I will never forget. This is before a battle against Mr. Vince Johnson, right? So Sam, uh, fast forward, just scrub through a little. Don't go too far. Just go, yeah, go a little bit there, yeah. Go a little more. So Vince Johnson is making his way out to the ring now. He's got his little entourage. Yep, here he's got his ring. They're coming to the ring. All right, so let's play it out from here. And um, so basically the battle hasn't even started yet. They're just having a standoff. They're staring at each other. And um, this is known around the world as the jump. (laughs) This is a trip, man. This is a trip. Man. If you want me to break it down, I'll break it down. <laughs> yeah, so so talk us through what's happening right now. Uh, you know, we're we're <coughs> supposed to battle. It's a battle. You know, as I talked about, like back in the day, the he's uh, Vinny Johnson's old school. I'm old school. You know, everyone was looking forward to this battle. We're like, who's gonna yeah, out crazy the other? Yeah, because Vinny Vinny brings a, a certain different type of element to his. You know, Vinny's very creative and very different. Uh, very unique and i'm very creative and very different and very unique oh yes and uh so me yeah it was it was it was a great it was a great um lineup you know so you just spit the water out of your mouth yeah how long did you hold that in your mouth for dog I don't know. We're both we're both doing some like we're both minutes. doing some really pro wrestling type type stuff because pro wrestlers keep the towel on their head. Pro wrestlers spit had, the rest of the the water. I swear you had water in your mouth for like two and a half minutes, B. Yeah. So we're, yo, you know, oh man, it's about to go on. It's about to go on. Yeah, I'm really trying to take this cat out. Really. I really thought I was gonna. I really here thought I go. had. I really thought I had his so number right. right? Here you climb the gymnastics bars. You pound in the chest. Boom. Did not roll. What people don't know is he got in my head. Cause okay, me and Vinny, we outside of this. So I'm dying dog, outside of this, me and Vinny have always been cool, you know? So I went to go shake his hand, like you know how MMA fighters shake the hand, you know? <laughs> we're about to battle. He didn't want to shake my hand, dog. Did he turn around or do this way? I don't know. He, he didn't shake my Bro, hand. Paul, Sam, go back, please go back. <laughs> Bro, Sam, as a parkour athlete, you know what you're supposed to do when you jump from high. You're supposed to roll, right? I what happens my- if you don't roll? That. <laughs> hey, I lost my mind when he didn't want to shake my hand, bro. Hey, when he didn't want to shake my hand, I lost, I lost my cool. So what happened? You just thought, that's it, dog. Yeah. Oh, I, like, okay, you really want to battle, cousin? Like, oh, yeah. Yo, go yeah. back. There it is. Okay, so we're supposed see. to shake hands right yeah, here. Yeah, this is when you, when you do, when you get in the cage. You're supposed to slap hands. Like, we're about to do battle. So you bow? Oh, you went to shake hands. He said no, and he did something. I'm like, okay, you want to be disrespectful, dog? Like, yo, I'm trying to show people. Okay, it's fine. It's fair enough, dog. You want to get live? I'll get live, yo. It's going to, oh, it's about to get live, cousin. Yo, it, it, it was the truth right there, dog. Yo, man. So you climbed all the way to the dog, top. Dog, I'm going to get King Kong on you, dog. Oh, my God, my <laughs> And and because the floor is spring loaded, of course, the, dude, it felt like a shot of electricity went up my dude. I felt it like a like God sent an electric bolt up my leg. <laughs> Guys, and it sh- yo, the impact was so hard that it shot me. Up, bro. I know, bro. I- Yo, you see me holding my back? I know, it feels like a lightning bolt hit my back, dog. You, this, guys, 
If you guys watch parkour videos and you ask why do they roll when they jump from high, because this is the reason is why. why. If you don't roll, boom. <laughs> I, but I wasn't thinking, dog. He got, dude. I'm crying. Vinny Johnson got in my head. I'm crying. So livid at that moment when he didn't shake my head. I died. My, I stopped thinking. Because had you ever climbed up there before and jumped? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, nah, he, I'm telling you, he triggered me so hard when he didn't want to. <laughs> yo, honestly, bro, he he I'm beat dying. me first. He beat me mentally, then he beat me physically. Dog, <laughs> I haven't been the same since. He beat me <laughs> physically, mentally, especially with respect to Vinny Johnson. Bro, what's crazy is that like, and here, here's what's crazy: you are on the ground, completely destroyed right now. Like, you've just sustained a level 12 impact on your back. My back is still not the same, dog. And here's what's crazy to me. You get up, and you start running. Yeah, that's what I do. Sam, Sam he's going to battle. Dog. Sam, bro, you just took what could have been a career-ending injury for some people. Took a two-minute break. You're clearly walking around with your hand on your back still. Dude, my back hacker hurts to this day, bro. I'm not even kidding you. My back still hurts. I still feel it, bro. And and you know what's crazy is that you stood up, and you battled. You battled. Yeah, bro. I'm trying to take this cat out. He goes dog. full on battle too, right, bro? If I done that, I'm out the game, right? Like I'm. I'm that's what I'm saying. This may be why your back still hurts. I, I really wanted to take this ninja out, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, I I, I love Vinny. I you know I can call him up right now. Vince Johnson, man. I can, I can call him right now, and, and it's all gravy. But at this time frame, at this moment, what's crazy is you're trying to bounce you're trying to we can see you, you're trying to shake it out like yeah you're, yeah you're clearly not good right now ah uh, dog i'm trying to take this ninja out bro all right dog, this is my this is my town bro, bro. You, you have to know that this he's is your in, gathering th- this is my Look town at- like Vinny's from the east coast this is San Jose right there. Like, those are all my people. It does not there. look like, like you just broke your back, bro. Dog. You did the double B twist. Yeah, I had to, man. Your back is destroyed. I'm like, I'm, I'm, dog, I'm here, dog. Like, so, so are you in extreme pain right now? You're just trying to get through this? Like, are you uh, like no, I don't. I forgot about the pain already. Oh, whatever no. happened, whatever no. that drop, whatever happened, I forgot about already. No way. So, at the end of this night, though. How bad was your battle? Oh, dude, after the battle, after the adrenaline, dude, I was. I, was, <laughs> I remember. Um, what happened dude, when the adrenaline wore off? Dude, I was laid out. Like, okay, uh, I, mean, I can't even really show you, but like, I remember just laying there. Oh, just and, laying on the side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who was it? Um, the dude from, I can't even think of his name right oh, now. Oh, my. Um, God. I, I, I'm looking at his face. Oh, man, he's my friend, too. Uh, He's from Europe. He's from England. Oh. I can't. I'm just... Just because... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fell on your head a bunch. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Uh, I want to shout Bossy? out... Chris Bossa? No, no, no. Hmm. From Europe. Yeah, he's from England. He's like... Oh. Oh, man. I'm, uh, Joe. His name is Joe. Uh, Which Joe? Hallett. Joe, Joe Hallett. Oh, Joe. No way. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Hallett. Yeah. He's yeah. from the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. He was... I was laid out next to Joe Hallett, and Joe Hallett's asking me questions. I'm like, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I can't feel my back. Yeah, I was I was laid out next to Joe Hallett. And, I mean, Joe, Joe's always been really good to me, too. And he was like trying to, you know. Uh, yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, you kind of mentioned it, but your back has never been the same. Did you no. ever go to the doctor? Did they give you a Oh, full, dude, I go to the chiropractor all the time. Did they dude. give you a full diagnosis of what happened? or? Um, dude, for real. 
spondylolisthesis. I, I I know I've been to the doctor a long time ago, and they said I had spondylolisthesis. I can't even say it. Do okay. I? Spondylolisthesis on the seventh. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is now, dude. I've fallen on my head so many more times since then. And Damn. Because I people don't know, like, okay, dude, you know what's a trip? Because I also b boy. I did a head slide one time, and like one time my head slipped out from underneath me. So yeah. Yeah, I used to do head slides all the time. All the time, my, bro. I yeah, didn't used to yeah. enter the ring like that. Yeah. When, back when you had the afro, though. Yeah. One time I, you know, like I slipped one time. You know? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I skateboard, too. I fall off my skateboard all the time. I, I fall a lot. I do stunts. That's what I was going to say. The life of a stuntman, man. Yeah, I fall so, a lot. I do tricking. like. So these days with your body and since the back <laughs> injury, um, how, how often do you get to train these days? I train. I, I Honestly... Okay, so <clears throat> I, I pretty much train every day. Okay. Um, I, I guess there was a time and period recently where I was a little overweight. You know, um, what people don't know is I still practice. I, I, there's to me, there's a difference between training and practicing. Yeah, yeah. Johan, slide this back in front of your face. Yeah, there you yeah. Go, there you go. See, there you, go. you already I got know you. it. Yeah. So I mean, I've always done something. Uh, <sighs> I always try to move my body in certain okay. mat, even do well. And then there's times where I just I just stay still. But um, I mean, I, I'm a really active individual: skateboard, b boy, parkour, tricking. Uh, I swim. To be honest with you, to tell let people know like how I really am able to do this so long is swimming. Yep. Swimming. I'm in the pool and jacuzzi like every chance I get. Okay. And, so and low I, impact. I, I really recommend people that want to um, pursue these things is to hit the pool and the jacuzzi. It, it really works wonders for me. My muscles relax and I heal. And um, yoga, yoga. Um, I, I when I blew out my knee and tore my ACL, tore my meniscus. I was dating a yoga instructor and um, and I, I couldn't walk, dude. Yeah. I. But all I could do was the yoga poses and the stretches, and I could full on uh, yoga is the truth to me. Um, uh, I, I'm a real big uh, advocate for yoga. I think I think more people should do yoga. I think I think a lot of the trickers, if they did some yoga exercises, it will really improve their tricks. Yeah, the man, flexibility. People don't realize it's not just about flexibility, but yoga is like it's hard. It's all about balance and strength and control and. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of benefits. There's a reason why pro NBA and NFL players do yoga. It's not just for fun. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, a lot of people talk about training, uh, healing. I think um, go 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 get massages. Yes, thank uh, you. Uh, soak your body in in Epsom salt. Uh, take take care of your body, um, kids. Uh, you you only got this body once. I mean, my my honest goal is to be able to do. At least a cartwheel when I'm 80, yes. you know, like the key is longevity. Like, yeah, yeah, the triple cork is going to get you a million hits on the internet. But I mean, the goal really is to be, if you really love it, to do it for life as long as you can, as you know, um, take care of your body. I mean, I, I may look like I'm really, re I, yeah, I'm pretty reckless, but I'm, but I, but you, but people have to know that's really who I am. Like, I, what I've gathered to know, I'm, I don't, um, I'm more calculative of my recklessness now, I'd say. Of course, because um, you know the consequences. I know the consequences, but I also know my body. I know my body pretty well, so I can be more reckless than certain individuals sometimes. Um, but, 100%. but, but, 
I, I really do preach to these kids to um, take care of your body, you know. Ah, oh, man, I, I honestly, I wouldn't wish anybody to go through um, some of the pains that I've had to uh, uh, go through. But I guess that's why I teach in a ma- teach the kids in a manner that I do because I, I really don't want them to uh, have to experience certain hardships that can be faced. 100% man in these yeah yeah and that's partially why we do these podcasts is uh, I want kids out there to see and be able to learn from our past history learn from our mistakes start to think about things for the future whether it's career decisions whether it's monetary decisions whether it's career paths or even down to something as simple as a kid may need to hear that from someone like you that hey man go try some yoga you know, um, and, and that's what we're trying to do here is just inspire future generations. Kids, you're doing these hard moves. Use the dang soft pads, man. Use the pad. If you're going to do that hard move, do a million reps in that soft pad and then go hit the hard floor, you know. Um, it's a great thing you're speaking to. I have a friend of mine who uh, we've actually featured on the Jam Breakdown uh, for doing like extreme parkour. Uh, Sam, you, you saw an episode, but uh, we had featured Kyla Amata. And um, long story short, she's an up-and-coming parkour free-running athlete. She was training for a competition coming up. She was doing full twist to an 8-inch mat over and over and over again. Totally fine. And then she was like, man, maybe I should just do it to the spring floor to get ready for this comp. I don't know. Took away the mat, tore ACL first try. And she literally was like, man, I was doing them to mats, you know? Like, it was just the first time I took away that mat, I got hurt. And it's not to scare kids out there. It's not to say, hey develop a fear that you have to use a mat as a crutch but what we're saying is that like you live in a day and time where you have access to gyms you have access to great pads you have access to great teachers so if you can use it use it yeah because it'll save you years and time man i mean hey if you snap your acl or meniscus or something if you really love it you'll hop back on that horse too so yeah yeah, you'll come back yeah yeah if you really love it you'll 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 do you'll you won't let that speed bump stop you, but I mean I don't know, man. Kids shouldn't be. I mean, yeah, I that's the thing too, man. Getting these moves ain't that important, dude. It's not a, that it's really not that important to get a move. You know. Um and then uh let's let's change it too. I, I'm really all about doing this stuff for free and for love you know a lot of there's 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 also been a division where some kids are like i need to do it for the money i need to do it for the fame or or the hits or whatever you know what at this i've been doing this people a million people are doing this a million people are doing it for different reasons um you know hey if it makes you better i say do it um i'm really pushing for kids to be able to, uh, you know, if they so choose that they want to make this their um, uh, career. Yes. I'm all for that. I think there needs to be more avenues for kids to be able to monetize their talent. Um, there's a need for kids to be able to be professional parkour trickers, b-boys. There needs be that so that some of these people's parents can say yo go go do your flips go get better a lot a lot of people are getting held back because there is no future and they're talented dude i've seen i've seen a million talented kids you kids put in a lot of time a lot of hours we should be able to afford 
a decent life. Yes, man. For this hard work and talent and ability. One thousand percent. I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's literally part of the inspiration of why we even started these jam casts in general. Um, it's something that I really care about a lot too. Because growing up as a kid doing martial arts, literally the end goal is you can become a world champion, and then what? You open a martial arts school. There weren't that many avenues for kids back in the days to pursue things, whether it was the entertainment industry, we didn't have social media, you couldn't be an influencer, you couldn't get brand deals, could do sponsorships. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm really glad that you took some time to speak on that because it's something that future generations really need to think about, which is we're not saying you need to become a professional flipper. You don't have to become a professional stuntman like myself. You don't have to become try to become a Red Bull athlete by any means. But for all the time and hours that you're putting into it, there is the possibility for you to monetize that and make a career out of it. And um, If you choose. If, if that's you what choose. You want, if you want to do it for the love, hey, by all means, I'm, I'm all about doing it. Hell yes. We need do, people like that. Do we need it for the love too, you know, but there should you should have a choice. I think there should be a choice. If I want to do it this way, I should be able to do it this way. If I want to do it that way, I should be able to do it that way. And, um, you know, um, it's it's becoming more and more. You know, I, I, I'm watching a lot of... A lot of my, uh, be honest with you, a lot of the kids that I grew up with, I'm watching them start families and have a home and have a car and have nice things. Not to say that that's important, but they were able to do it off of their talent and hard work and and their vision of what they wanted to do in life. And to me, that's beautiful, you know? Yeah, um, Nothing cooler than to make a living off of what you've used your body and your life, you know, your your body for your entire life, you know? It's, it's that's just like what I, in my opinion, that's what God put those individuals on this planet to do. Yep. I mean, I've watched them inspire millions of people, and they deserve yep. whatever they want in life, you know? Um, and it's beautiful that, that we've done it through whatever you want to call it, sport, martial arts, tricking, parkour, yes. whatever you want to stunts, whatever. It's just them doing what God or the universe or what they wanted to do in life, you know? Yeah, so. no, I, I really I really am glad that you brought that up, man, because it's something that a lot of kids don't think about till they're older or they're at our age, and uh, sometimes by then it's a little too late. So I really appreciate people like you coming by to share your perspective to hopefully save some of these kids if not months, years down the road, and uh, hopefully they can start making s smart decisions for themselves. I hope so, man, because, hey, <clears throat> to be honest with the kids, like, if you want to do something on this planet, dude, we're, I feel like <clears throat> we're on this planet for a blink of an eye, and, uh, you know, if you want something in life, you got to go for it, and, uh, hey, dude, it's not easy, man. Now, all the, you watch, <clears throat> to, for the kids that are looking at the, dude, it's not easy for anybody, you know? Um, these people are out here, Dude, to be able to do a backflip is hard already, man. So, um, you know, if you want something in life, I, I, I've done it, dog. I've twiddled my thumbs. I sit back sometimes. I get, but um, sometimes, like, you got to really reach if you want to get something. And if you don't want something, hey, that's, hey you know what? It's fun too, man. It's your life, man. Dude, it's, yeah, you get yeah. to, you, we'll start, dude. And it's, what's really crazy is that we're in a time frame where you could really actually start cho choosing your path. I'm, I'm not really a gamer. I don't, I don't, I honestly, well, I used to be, I used to love video games, but when I got 
serious about pursuing this thing. I, I put the video games down, but mm-hmm. what's crazy is that like, some of these kids are doing video games and they're getting fatty. They get more money than we're getting mm-hmm. playing their video. I mean, I, like I, I, I want to tell people like, don't spend all your time playing video games. But some of these kids are making like, <laughs> a better living yeah, yeah. playing the dang games. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, I honestly don't even know what to say these days. I mean, I'm not for it because like I just. I really think as as humans, we're able to be our own video game character. That's yes. what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to, like, whatever I envision. When I was playing Hosong Pack in the um, Mortal Kombat Super Nintendo, I'm trying to do that with this. Um, that's just me, though. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different than most people. But um, we had, hey, it's 2019. There's, dude. There's opportunities. Yep. Like, the, the older generation... They didn't have what we have. I mean, we're making money off. A lot of people are making money just off their dang YouTube videos. Like, yeah. you're on YouTube all the all the time, but boom, like they're making, they're able to put food in their mouth. I don't know. It's, it's, and what's crazy is it's gonna switch. Is I'm, so I'm watching it switch, bro. Like, I was talking to my homie. Uh, I'm not gonna mention his name, but I was talking to him. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna make all these YouTube videos. This and that. I'm like, dude, YouTube is. There's other platforms now. YouTube is kind of, in my opinion, I don't know. This is my opinion. Don't take it as a fact. In my opinion, YouTube is kind of, you know, I don't use Facebook as much as there's new platforms now. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're, they're going around. I, I agree with you in some regards because uh, there are a lot of the guys that really monetize on YouTube started years ago. <laughs> but at the same time, I do think YouTube is going to stay around forever. And the reason why I'm a big fan of it is because anyone can submit content to it. That's true. Eventually, Netflix is going to run out of a budget. Amazon creates content. They're going to run out of a budget. Everything that's on YouTube is uploaded for people. free by the people at any time, any date, anywhere. That's and true. And it's constant. I find myself like when I'm on Netflix or I run out of things to watch, I go to YouTube. I still use, I use yeah. YouTube. I just, I just don't, I, well, I'm speaking out of ignorance because I just no, don't no, know how to, speaking I, on your own. Yeah, how, yeah. To, how to monetize it like it used to be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I no. feel like back in the day you were able to make more money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's just it's just like with anything. It's just like over time, there's always trendsetters that were there first, and then people trying to catch up, and then you may be a little late, or you may be able to find some, some success, but it's usually not as much as the first guys that paved the path. But I still do watch YouTube. Yeah. I, I, Hell yes. I, I think the things that I, the, I use YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, and then Facebook. I think those are the. Hell yeah, man. I dude. I just my homie just told me to get back on Twitter. Like I stopped using Twitter. Yeah, I don't use that either. I'm, All I find on Twitter is people getting in trouble for stuff they tweeted ten years ago. Oh, so I'm really over really it. Because yeah. <laughs> well, I just started Twitter <coughs> last week. Like, oh, that's all good, man. They're just more platforms. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a it's. I really TikTok. appreciate TikTok. Is yeah, yeah, TikTok's taking off. But yeah, man, um, with that being said, I think that's a great thing to uh, end this on, man, is uh, like you said, we live in a day and time where there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of platforms. So for those of you kids out there interested in doing it, you just got to commit to it and just take a leap. Not like Hans did. Don't <laughs> physically jump like Hans, but take a leap, man. Uh, um, but yeah, man, with that being said, Hans. Uh, can, I, take, can I say one last yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. For all these kids getting into these quote unquote movement arts, um, you know, uh, my advice is to... Do your research and um, bring something new to the table. Bring something new to the table. Make yourself stand out. Make yourself unique. That's just my opinion. Hell yeah. 
I think it's great advice, man, especially from someone that's been there through all the generations to see where it's at. So uh, real quick, Hans, can you look into that camera right now and just shout out what your socials are to everybody? Oh, and uh, yeah. bring the mic in front of your face. Oh, bro. that's right. You, you know, Just shout out my your head. Instagram real quick. Uh, my Instagram, I believe, is D playing mantis and um snapchat is duh da playing mantis hell yes awesome man well thank you Hans, thank for coming you through, brother. this is tight i appreciate it man yeah. and um for those of you out there i hope that you guys uh got just as much out of that as i did man i those are some things that i had to ask you for a long time so uh much appreciated. And uh, for all of you that are out there, please be sure to hit that like button and comment below. It really helps out our videos and the algorithm like that. But more than anything, be sure to subscribe so you can join us every Monday for brand new Jam Breakdowns looking at the top 30 clips from around the movement world. And join us every Friday for brand new Jam Casts just like this where we interview influential members of the movement community just like Mr. Hans Wickling himself. So with that being said, guys, I have to give a very special shout out to Mr. Sam Parham for running the cameras, filling in for Mr. Paul Whitecon today. And uh, again, a very special shout out to our guest this week, Mr. Hans. Hell yes. Thanks for coming at us, coming through. And as always, guys, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. Peace.